Testified, I'm flying above the circle. I got to find that watch as I plan to show you and I climbed up the ladder. They don't know just what I'm holding. Electrify and lift me you up and over again. They can't define us and indestructible force to deal with. It never hurt us. There ain't no mercy out on the streets, but I'm with my brother. He tagged me and gets some body beat up. You can't even see us, but we put you up and over again. Welcome to the Up and Over Podcast, a professional wrestling podcast where a bunch of marks discuss pro wrestling, where everything's a work and none of our opinions matter anyway. Firstly, I'd like to get one introduction out of the way right off the bat. I'd like to introduce the eclectic duo from Wilmington, North Carolina. Firstly, my man Big Papa C, that's always going to be Cortland. What up? And then, North Carolina's worst texter, that's Patty <laughs> Mills. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> Of course, yeah. we have our, our coffee-chugging Cadillac cowboy himself, Big Ethan, making his return. I'd like to make an announcement real quick. Over this weekend, I had a little championship match, and I just so happened to come out on top of it. What the fuck? <laughs> All right, let me make an adjustment here uh, on the fly. Coffee-chugging Cadillac cowboy champion, Ethan Lewis. Put that in your pipe and smoke it, you fucks. <laughs> I, I will. I'll take that title, too. All right. Well, uh, there goes any any option of being monetized is officially out the window. <laughs> of course we have. We, <laughs> of course we have the lifeblood of the Up and Over podcast, the guy behind the scenes that does it all. That's the one, the only, streaming from his living room that looks like a guest bedroom, Casey El Gordo Gringo. Mike's mad at me for making him watch this pay-per-view, so sorry in advance. Couldn't be further from the truth. I was uh, projecting, <gasps> and I wasn't saying anything to you. Oh, I was my God. We are lying <laughs> to our people. We are lying to the people. I'm going to take over. Nope. Before this thing went on the air, Michael J. climbed into this chat, and he yelled at me and Casey, made me feel like I was I back home in the trailer in Lamar, <laughs> and yelled at for leaving my book bag in the truck for two weeks in a row. I, I did not yell at you. I yelled toward you guys. There is a difference, and I hope that one day we learn the difference. Together. Man, oh man. And our host for the evening, Gaslighting Big Money Mike. <laughs> Can we introduce you? Can we introduce please, you? Please, please. <laughs> All right, everybody. Think of the first word that comes to mind when you think of Mike. Write it down, and next week we'll have our own special introduction for our piece of dog shit over there in the camera. <laughs> All right. With that said, um, my ring light... Uh, Little mount was a DIY little project that I had. It broke earlier today, and now I look like I'm telling stories around the campfire. You have no idea how hard it is being Mike Klinsky. Um, fellas, before we dive I, in. On. That is so fucking loud, Ethan. Holy shit. Over here. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, just was, I was just hunkering down, dude. 
Um, before we dive into today's episode, which is ECW November to Remember from 1998, um, which took place at the Lakefront Arena in New Orleans, Louisiana, before we get there, this past week of professional wrestling did have some fun stuff in it. Um, a couple things. Firstly, Big Van Vader is the newest inductee to the WWE Hall of Fame class of 2022. He goes in alongside The Undertaker, and they are the only two announced currently, I do believe. There is a uh, a Sid Vicious induction rumor, which uh, is very exciting. We had um, Stone Cold Steve Austin accept Kevin Owens' uh, invitation, if you will, with uh, a very 1999 promo on Instagram, which is the weirdest sentence I've had to say on this podcast so far. Um, it was cool. I will be there night one. I'm going to watch uh, Stone Cold. Beat the shit out of Kevin Owens. It's gonna be great. Open a can and whoop ass. <clears throat> whoop ass. Yeah, I was gonna. I'm gonna watch the glass shatter happen in real life. Um, and Am I gonna be there, Michael? You tell me, bud. You know, since I'm the piece of shit gaslighting and all this stuff, you tell me. Again, you you make the decision here. Uh, uh, <laughs> damn, it's oh man, we have a doozy on hand today, fellas. We're falling uh, apart. <laughs> We did have yep. a really stellar AEW Revolution card that happened on Sunday. <clears throat> a few things of note happened. Uh, we had CM Punk come out to his, uh, literally, a, a full-on Ring of Honor 2005 entrance. Uh, it was the most badass thing that could have happened. Ethan, did I or did I not yell in your living room? Yep, I got that, a complaint the next day from the neighbors. That looks like a living room, <laughs> not a guest bedroom. Um, and uh, also, before we go any further into that, Pat and I have a complaint about the internet wrestling community okay. being upset with anyone about CM Punk doing what he did at Revolution with his entrance. It doesn't fucking matter. Uh, it's great for the people that knew what was happening. It's great for people that are learning about old wrestling. Picking on people because they don't have a knowledge of pro wrestling is the most bullshit post-hardcore drama Okay, so the, com the complaint that I have with it is the people that watched it and were like, I still don't understand it. When Excalibur himself literally is almost clear as day while he's, while the entrance is happening, paints a picture for you. Yeah. So, like, if you just didn't watch it and you're just like, why are people freaking out? Like, okay, yeah. fine. But, like, if you fucking watched it and you're like, that was fucking dumb. Like, it doesn't make any fucking sense. And it's like, well, I didn't watch fucking ROH in 2005. How am I supposed to know? Like, it was literally explained to you. So, like... You went to Twitter to bitch about it. All you had to do was scroll down and every single news outlet that yeah. you followed tweeted about it. Yeah. And, posted and like, I, I put, on, I put yeah. on my Twitter, like, I personally did not know that he used to come out to that. I knew that his ring, I knew that it was his ring attire, but I have personally been a fan of AFI for so long that, like, I was like, oh, fuck, this is, like, one of the greatest intros to any album. So I was like, I don't yeah. get, I was like, cool, he's coming out to this, this is tight as fuck. And everyone was like, oh, he, that's what he used to come out to. I'm like, cool. That's, like, a win-win yeah. for me My personally. My thing with it was the people who were, like, Tony Khan needs to stop doing all the pandering to independent wrestling because not everyone watched that. And I'm like, you could, he should, you, you know, if you want to go by that logic, he should stop pandering to WWE by letting Punk use cult of personality. Like, there was, you know what I mean? It's there's like, some fucking goober that does that. There's some fucking goober that literally gets paid by WWE to do articles. 
and he was like, well, I wasn't alive. Like, I wasn't, like, old enough to watch ROH at the time. But then someone went back and was like, he had tweeted about him, about Edge using the Brood entrance. And they're like, yeah, if you right, weren't yeah, alive yeah, for fucking... If you weren't alive for fucking punk, like you definitely weren't fucking alive for that. So I'm like seven years earlier, yeah. like what? Yeah, and so I like, guarantee you he wasn't alive for Stone Cold and The Rock, but I guarantee you he knows all about Austin 316. Exactly. I'm like, I all you have to do is, like, is but... you just have to look it up. Like uh, at the end of the day, like I know like punk had like kind of went a little shitty on someone where he's like, you just need a fucking brain. Like, cause like someone was like, can you explain to me like, why this is so important? And he was, Puck was just like, he's like, you need a fucking brain. I'm like, that's a little harsh. Like he just didn't know when he was asking a question, but like, people I'm that are legit. That, <laughs> I'm glad that I'm the only one that had a genuine reaction there because I'm the only one that can't see CM Punk's Twitter. Um, Oh, damn. I didn't think about that. I saw that tweet today. My thing is if you can get online and ask a question, like, would you yeah, tweet, like, exactly. that's so funny. Tell me this. If one of y'all are watching something, uh, it's wrestling, and you notice people are freaking out by it or whatever, are you going to go online and say, I don't really get why everyone, or are you just going to look it up and find figure, you know what I mean? I'm it just took, like, why do you even? It took three post? seconds on Twitter to find out someone was like, that's what he used to come out to. And I was like, cool. And here's this. <laughs> if it still doesn't tickle your pickle, uh, fuck it, man. You don't, yeah, I mean, it, let it, everyone it, else enjoy it, it and you can give it, wait, dude, wait, give wait, it a one-star rating on Grapple, beat your meat, and get over it. First of all, like, yeah. even if you just take away the song, him coming out with white shorts to a dog collar match, like, you should just know automatically that there's going to be a fuck ton of blood. Like, <laughs> you're purposely going to make sure those pink, those shorts are pink by the end of the match. And also, I just really appreciate the amount of straight edge that was happening it on the is. shorts, on the check. I'm like, I'm like, he is the straight edge savior. Like, you just got to remember that shit. <laughs> yeah, Corlin, like, the thing talk. that it reminds me of the most is, is I think it was uh, One Night Stand 05, I believe it was. And Chris Jericho came out as Lionheart. Yeah. You know? And, like, no one complained or bitched about any of that. Like, and there's kids in the crowd that didn't yeah, know. No idea. Didn't fucking care. They were like, "Oh, this is fucking cool." It was wasn't it? It was like weird because like he came out as Lionheart, but didn't he come out to break the walls? Yeah, it was it was like a weird crossover. But like he was wearing Lionheart gear, so you're like, "All right, this is cool." But you're like, at the end of the day, even if you're a kid, you're like, "Oh fuck, it's Chris Jericho." Like, fuck it, like it's cool. Exactly. I feel like the entrance is very sick. Like I didn't remember, or like I don't even know if I knew before and just forgot that he came out to AFI. So, like, I'm standing in the doorway and I hear the song start and I, like, looked at Pat and I was like, I I know this song. And I just, like, looked around for a second and I was like, what the fuck is this? And then I heard, like, the, just the beginning of the choir and I was like, oh, fuck, it's AFI. And I was like, that's so fucking sick. And he was like, it's his Ring of Honor song. And I was like, oh, fuck me. If you haven't seen those entrances from Ring of Honor, because keep in mind, Ring of Honor's whole thing was like the fucking fans slapping like the the metal pieces on the guardrail. Um, It's the coolest fucking entrance of all time. Because they used to slap it to the beat of the song. Yeah. 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 And and even the lights, like the white lights in in full darkness, like that's peak shit for him. It was awesome. I was squealing like a child. It was good stuff. (laughs) Um, Uh, I was having uh, the time of my life. We had Darby trained... Uh, New Jack's protege Sting, also. Oh my! God. <laughs> I love. That. Did you see that? Uh, that somebody like 
put New Jack's theme over that clip. Yes. It oh, was sent to me. Bro, it was sent to me like send seven me times. Send so, me that. Every, I'll send I, I it will. to you. It's fucking hilarious. It is so, so funny. You know My what I want is... someone out there to do? Put the whole fucking match with New Jack's theme over it. Just for the fuck of it. <laughs> I'll, take, I'll take either the I'll take the actual one or I'll even take the fucking the redub Peacock version of it. They're both yes, fucking yeah. great. But my Dude, man I is just 60, know when they set up he is sixty two years old. Up, sorry. When they set Good. those tables up, I looked at Mike or somebody over here and I was like, I guarantee you Sting's about to go through those fuckers. I just knew it. Man. And his old ass staggered the fuck up. There you did said, say oh, you did it. say he's about to dive off the balcony. And uh it was Tiger Driver nine times that did the uh that did Sting jumping off of uh off the balcony to natural just the one one, speaking of Tiger one Driver. Time nine times. That's good Shout shit. out. We do love Tiger Driver on this podcast. Um, yeah, the, the whole pay-per-view was excellent. Um, you had a really awesome six-man tag on the pre-show, uh, House of Black defeating Pac, Pento Oscuro, and Eric Redbeard. Uh, you had Hook defeat QT Marshall. Um, I refuse to pronounce it Marshall. I'm just not going to give him that pleasure. Uh, and then Layla Hurst Joe defeated I refuse. <laughs> uh, Eddie Kingston and Jericho had – like Chris Jericho had a great match. Um yes. There was a great uh, three-way tag team match for the AEW World T- uh, Tag Team Championships. Uh, your Jurassic Express fellas retained in a banger. It was great. Wardlow was your uh, Face of the Revolution ladder match winner, uh, so he's getting a title shot soon. We had Jade Cargill retain against Ty Conti. We had CM Punk defeat MJF in the dog collar match, which saw Wardlow potentially turn, I guess, is where we're going. Yeah. Um, I loved it. I thought it was awesome, and it still left a lot for interpretation because he was just like, I didn't give I it love, to you, man. I, I just, I I just set the, it down. Like, losing, I loved like, losing of the ring and shit, and then, oh, I fucking found it. Like, I love it. So good. Ooh. And he sold his ass off with yeah. it. He was like... <laughs> Like, you could see in his eyes, he's like, oh, this isn't good, man. I'm losing a paycheck. And then he was just like, ha, 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 Just kidding! Um, What's had, behind uh, my ear? Your ring. <laughs> you had, Jesus Christ. You had Britt Baker retain her AEW Women's World Championship against Thunder Rosa, the only one that I really had a, an issue with on this card. Um, you had yeah. John Moxley defeat Daniel Bri- uh, Brian Danielson. Uh, the big news out of that match... Oh. William Regal was all elite. Showed up, slapped the piss out of both men. It was awesome. I do, uh, I do appreciate though that uh, uh, Tony and everyone sitting up top had no fucking idea. Apparently, they had no idea. They so did. like their reaction is one hundred percent genuine. Of like, what the fuck is he doing here? So, yeah, and he slaps the shit out of both of them. Dude, I went back and rewatched the first slap on Mox. He fucking lays he, in, he and then he gets right up. in, dude, right in his face. I was ready to grab Ethan and run out the damn room. Yeah. I was just like, <laughs> like just losing it. He comes face to face, and he just puts that fucking. You see him bleeding. Rubs his. Digs his head in. Oh man, like, that's rough. <laughs> that's the shit dreams are made of. And Brian Danielson's uh, just like you got slapped, and he's like, I'm fucking coming for you next. It's like, ah oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Dude, he, he slaps him, and it's like, a, yeah. <laughs> he slaps him, and it hurt him like his. It was his dad that hit him. He like hits him, and he goes like, oh. <laughs> it's good shit. Um, you had Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara, and uh, the geriatric Sting defeat the Andrade Hardy family office uh, in what was fucking wild as a cool-down match, quote-unquote. 
Uh, and then you had uh, Hangman Adam Page retain his AEW World Championship against Adam Cole. Bay Bay. Uh, was a killer mat or a, a killer event. Uh, it was awesome. I, the only complaint that I have is how long those AEW pay per views can go. Uh, dude, by the end of it, Ethan and I were like sitting there, like, and yeah, he was like, I, "I'm gonna have to rewatch this later because yeah. I can't pay attention." Like we were just exhausted. Um, but yeah, that's that's the news of the current state of professional wrestling. Unless you guys had anything else to add. Um. This literally got sent to me in a DM like 10 minutes ago. Uh, not that it really fucking matters, but uh, apparently Dolph Ziggler is the new NXT champion. So uh, we're doing great fucking things over there, boys. I love that. I can't even act like I'm not a Dolph Ziggler literally, mark. I love that, man. Literally it sent to me. I read it, and my response was, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, what's happening over there, dude? I'm gonna watch NXT next week. <laughs> Dude, Dolph Ziggler. What a king. I'm, I'm, I'm searching it right now. I just need to know. I gotta well, see it for myself. Shout out oh. fucking Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, wow. I, that's like, I can't make that shit up. <laughs> I love it. I love oh, that bud. Shit. NXT's for, for new talent. I'm sorry. Um. <laughs> Moving forward, fellas, we jump into ECW November to remember from November 1st, 1998 from the Uno Lakefront Arena in New Orleans, Louisiana, 5,800 in attendance. Uh, we start with a pre-tape of Jack Victory walking into a venue. Um, he was asked, what's up, what's up? I'm sorry for cutting you off, but I just think it's hilarious that they kept billing this as our premier event of the year. It's and weird, man. literally 5,000 people there. <laughs> What is that the most that we've done? We're close to the most that we've done with ECW. Like I think their most is we're at six. I mean, dude, like yeah. it's a, it's one of their premier events for sure. Yeah. Um sorry, it's Arena. not fucking AT&T Stadium in Dallas, Texas for WrestleMania, buddy. Um <laughs> You're fine. Um so we start with a pre-tape of Jack Victory and uh, did anybody notice the guy that was next to him? Anybody have any idea who it was? It's His who name's Lance. That? His name's Lance. That's all I got. It's oh, Lance. I don't know who it was. Um, he was asked if he... Oh, man. Lance Furnace. Um, <laughs> he was asked if he feels bad about what he did to New Jack. He says he has no remorse and that New Jack deserved what he got. New Jack then jumps Jack Victory and he gets arrested. Uh, as he's getting arrested, he says, uh, he said, uh, you call Polly and tell him to get me out. What the fuck's the area code 617? Tell him to get me out. Uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Him, him shouting, "What the fuck's the area code?" <laughs> made me laugh so hard. First, man. first of all, first of all, the people that arrest him are all of the security guards for ECW. So, like, first of all, that's fucking weird. Uh, second, this gave me immediate middle school slash high school vibes of getting jumped before. So I was like, yeah. "Oh, that's like some fucking PTSD." But yeah. yeah dude. <laughs> What does he smash his knee with, bro? It like looked like it was a pipe, but it breaks, so I have no fucking idea. <laughs> what if it was a pipe and it just broke? I mean... <laughs> um, man. Um, Joey Styles is in the ring, welcoming us to November to remember. He runs down the card. Uh, the crowd starts losing their shit over something, and the camera show... 
Terry Funk in a graduation cap. Hold on. Before <laughs> before that, when they're when they're coming in as live, I just want to throw out there that only fucking just the dumbest white people in Louisiana could fuck up an ECW chant. There's like four of them happening at one time. It sounds like like garbage. And then it goes into that, and then yeah, we get fucking drunk ass fucking Terry Funk stumbling okay. down. I have. Where did he get the graduation cap? From Funk University. Graduation cap on. He graduated from Funk U, and he's coming down. That's that's. I guess that makes sense. But isn't he the owner of Funk U? Why would he graduate? Never. It's fine. Um, Don't question I have it. Terry Funk in a graduation cap, question mark, question mark, climbing through the arena, question mark, question mark, to get to the ring. He shoves he shoves the shit out of a fan, by the way. Dude, he lit his ass up. He's trying to get over and just yeet someone out of There's an extreme mark with like an arrow pointing down sign, and it made me laugh way harder than it should have. Funk is losing his goddamn mind, and this promo thing that he does takes a bit to get its legs. He says, funk you to Pauly dangerously. He also says, funk you to Tommy Dreamer, the filthy, stinking pile of shit. Uh, he also calls him a puke. He also calls him a puke-faced son of a bitch. Uh, funk is pissed because he wants to do a, a double flip off the ropes for you fans. Dude. 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 All, when he said that, the only thing I could think of oh, was God. Ethan being at this event with me and him grabbing me on the shoulder and be like, you think we're going to see that double flip tonight? That's all I could think about, and it made me laugh way harder than I should. All I wanted to do was a double flip off of the, off of the ropes for, for you fans. I All I could think about was Ethan grabbing me by my shoulders like, hell yeah, we're getting a double flip. Like, that's you all I do that? in my brain. No, you but would. it's all I can process. Um, and then he said, quote, I ought to slap you now just like I slap my daughters, just like I slap my wife, just like I'd slap anyone else you in my family. That. That's when I, but that's when I wrote, well, this got dark quick. And then I said, this is a goddamn mess. And that's the last note that I had in it. What did I miss, Pat? Please fill in the blanks. Let's get it done. He said six years ago, six years ago, Tommy came up to me on his knees crawling. He said, <laughs> oh my God, bro. He said, <laughs> He said, my daddy's a crackhead. <laughs> my mother's a Mama's whore. whore. Yep. And I need somebody. <laughs> to be my daddy. <laughs> that is and I okay. said, I'll be your daddy. <laughs> now I'm picturing. I need to give scene. all promo segments to Pat. <laughs> so Pat can do these. Mind these you, are you know, awesome. You know what I'm picturing now? Terry Funk in a graduation cap with Tommy Dreamer on his knees crawling toward <laughs> Mind you, he mid graduation Tommy, ceremony. I need somebody to be my dad. Mind you, he's cutting this fucking promo, and then Tommy Dreamer walks out and is like in his face, trying to get him the fuck out of the ring. And Tommy, Tommy's like, "You he's wanted like, less he's dates." He's genuinely shocked that he comes in the ring. She like sees him, and he's like, "Oh, Tommy, you piece of shit." <laughs> like dude like what the fuck is happening and he's like he's talking shit and he's like fuck you and he's like 
he's like, he's like, fuck How do we get here, man? He's like, Terry, you wanted less dates. Like, that's what we gave you. He's like, fuck you, you never called me back. And it just goes on for way too fucking long with a hot mic. Like, this mic catches all of the conversation. It's it's good. And it happens later. Spoiler (laughs) Fucking way Uh, too many times. After after that, we got our typical uh, ECW intro promo video. It rocked. It was great. Uh, and then we get the BWO, which was the Blue Meanie and Supernova versus Roadkill and Danny Doring, who didn't Danny get an entrance. Um, the ECW <laughs> faithful in Louisiana fucking love the BWO. They love Can I just them. say this? Please. Do y'all remember when J.D. Drake dressed up like Roadkill on Dynamite like um, two months ago? <laughs> he, didn't, yeah, he didn't fucking dress up like him. I think he was just trying new gear out, brother. <laughs> If you, dude, I thought this was JD Drake. I thought JD Drake had a spin in ECW that I didn't know about. He's oh my god! Oh wow! Dude, JD Drake was roadkill. Oh, roadkill and Jay- I've never seen him in the same person. spot. That's what I'm gonna say. Uh, <laughs> Come on, Tony, book roadkill versus JD Drake. Jesus Christ! Oh my god! Terry Funk is casually walking around with a cameraman throughout this entire match. Um... I'll get to it. I will get to it. Please. I will get to it. So this match starts and 35 seconds in, you get what the fuck is he doing? And it's just fucking, it's Terry Funk dragging a cameraman with him. Dude, I just like how the cameraman looked excited to be on this adventure. He's just they walk all the way to the timekeeper's table. He fucking assaults the timekeeper to get them the fuck out of the way. And he's like, I'm gonna call this shit. And sits down and fucking pulls the cameraman down by him. And the entire match, you just hear fucking Terry talk shit. There was, yeah, uh, he there was. He pushes one down and then sits the chair up like he's about to sit down. And then he pushes the other guy down. Picks the chair up and, and it. throws it at him. <laughs> and it's not even closed, Cortland. It's still open. He <laughs> probably it. fucked that guy up. <laughs> and he chucks it at him. And then he picks it back up. And then he sits down. Um, there's an assisted suicide dive that Nova hits. And uh, it was so sick. Like, Meany held the rope open for him. And he just mm-hmm. dives in. Like, sideways. Like, turns he, sideways. He it was so completely cool. sideways through. It's the co- I, like, I was like, this I is the coolest shit. He's like running to the ropes and he gets tired and he just like sits down. Yeah. <laughs> that was his gimmick because he would always do, he would always fake out the dive and then like either get out or Pat, do that. Pat, you know that Supernova turns into Simon Dean in WWE, right? Wait. What? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, That's the same guy. Simon Dean, bro? That's the same guy. <laughs> no, that made me run around on the scooter in the park, bro. <laughs> he had Jay and Silent Bob gloves on in this, and he turns into... <laughs> Damn, dude. He turns into Simon D. Dude, I knew there was man. something I liked about Simon D. Man's walking around like fucking Chronic Man. Shit, he's got the gloves. Dude, dude which, I can't wait to he, get to 05 Smackdown. Which, after Simon like, dude, after oh, like man, two minutes, Brian. he goes, no more fucking around and takes off the gloves. And, yeah, the, when the gloves came off, but it was ready to go. Um, they, I want to give kudos to these four poor bastards. Because they had to fight so hard to get the crowd back from fucking Terry Funk, dude. They worked dude. their fucking ass off. <laughs> we're not at the we're not at the climax with Terry Funk they, in this. No, match. they lot they the crowd fucking went straight to Terry as soon as he walked back out again. 
But we're not in the climax with Mr. Funk. We're not at them chanting, Terry, Terry. So Funk and Blue Meanie have this weird interaction where I think was supposed to be an exchange of blows and then blue meanie was supposed to hit funk who was supposed to dive off the apron and go through the table but that does not that does not happen instead funk falls on the apron rolls off and slides over the table at this point we go back to hard cam and you see terry immediately get up mad as fuck dude he stra- he straightens up the table. We're doing hard. Okay, hold on. Hold on. So, so for anyone, anyone watching it, I can try to describe it. If you're listening, you're just gonna have to play along. If you're looking at the screen about where my hand is. The whole rest of the match is happening, and then you have a pissed off Terry Funk resetting up a table. Barely he gets on within top. your peripheral vision, stands on top of it, and then and does just, a fucking just Al Snow. At, the, yeah, the, the Al Snow drop where he just stands, jumps, and lands straight on the fucking table because he's like, God damn it, I'm going through it. He puts himself through it. <sighs> no sells it and then gets up and keeps breaking the table. Bro, he literally yeah, and he just I had to I had to pause and rewind that. Probably oh, ten man. times. I watched that way too many times for yeah, my own this, good. Yeah, for anyone just listening, literally like an inch of your screen captures this fucking magic gold. While <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> once again, four poor sons of bitches are just trying their best to get through this match. Casey, can you do me a favor? Can you make that the background of our episode this week? Oh my <laughs> god. I might try to throw it in. <laughs> I'm telling you, I had a hard time getting past this because I could have sat there for hours and watched Dude, this the show over over and over. It's over from here. Um, the crowd went nuts with with Terry Chance. Terry, and put them together. Oh man, who did it better? Got a timestamp. Um, which one happened first? That is where my my notes end. I actually said I don't have any more words for this match because that's all I'll remember from this. Terry Funk's table spot on himself. Five stars. Uh, BWO <laughs> win with a blue light special. I gave it two and a quarter. It was great for what it was. Uh, Ethan, what do you have on it? <clears throat> I went two and a quarter as well. I mean, this is just a fun little thing. The match itself, <laughs> outside of the funk shit, the match was fine and good, you know. Nothing bad. You know, we'll get plenty of bad later on. But good match. And, dude, I love Supernova even more now. Simon Dean, man. Yeah, that's crazy. I can't <laughs> believe that. What a guy. Uh, Cor- <laughs> Cortland, what you crazy. got on it? I went too flat. You know, it, it was I, good. I the fuck out of the four dudes yeah. that had to put up with Terry Funk's shit. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. Um, also, shout out the ref. Because, dude, you were in so many places at one time. Dude. It felt like he's just circling, being like, no, no, don't do that. Terry, <laughs> fuck off. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, it's the typical Blue Meanie match, or uh, BWO match, rather. The crowd loved it. Uh, the finish, the crowd was on their feet, hands in the air, dancing. So uh, you can't ask for more uh, in your opening match after something like that. Oh. Pat, what you got on it? 
I went too flat as well. Um, like you said, Casey, shouts out to these guys for trying to keep this shit together because Jesus Christ is the only thing to explain what the fuck was going on. <laughs> like, it was a lot. Um, I don't know. This might sound blasphemous to say. I don't know if Terry Funk took away from the match or added to the match because I was glued the entire time. He definitely <laughs> took away from the match, though. No, I think this match, the, was, no, you this know match was better than two and two and a quarter. I think it would have been a, like way more enjoyable. Here's... But you know how I like to look at it? They were having a match, and just over here in another realm on its own was Terry and the table. He's just fucking around with that table. That's just his own little thing. He didn't take away. Just that's just Terry fucking around a little bit on the side of your screen here. Don't mind. Don't mind don't mind Uncle Terry. He's just doing weird shit. He he lost his graduation cap when he came out. Now he's looking. He flicked that son of a bitch, and it just, it's still going. It's never ended. <laughs> it's just still going. It's floating around in outer space right now. Hell yeah! It's actually making its way back to Louisiana as we speak. Uh, Casey, what you got on it? Uh, I gave it a two and a half because of the fact that once again, they, lo- they, they lost that crowd. Fucking almost as soon as the bell rang. They got the crowd back, and then after the table spot, like, they were kind of doomed, but, like, also, like, that was fucking hilarious, so, like. <laughs> you you and Cortland warned me about that table spot, but I didn't expect it to be in the first 15 minutes. I didn't expect it. Oh, man. Oh, man. You know, uh, we weren't specific on when it happened, that it just happened. Every, <laughs> every time one of y'all give a rating. Not every time, but like sometimes when y'all give ratings, there's ratings you'll give for a certain match. And in my head, that's what I think of when I think of this is what that person, this is what makes a two and a half for Casey. Four poor <laughs> bastards. It's a fucking 4v1 versus Terry Funk and they've got to win the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> Post-match, Terry Funk attacked the BWO with the part of a table he put himself through. He fucking smacked Blue Beetle that shit. Dude. Twice. And both times, pieces of the table broke. Dude, I love love when drunk people say, like, huh, after they do shit. (laughs) Wham! Huh? Yeah, Terry, Terry Funk was lit up this whole night. Um... He continues to go uh, haywire until Polly comes down and pleads with him to leave. Enough already, for fuck's sake. Um, here's here's what I was excited to tell you guys about. We get a promo for the ECW Tag Team oh. Championship match with Paul Heyman commentary on top of it with Dragula by Rob Zombie playing in the background. And I'm telling you, it's the full song, and it is on 150 volume. It is so fucking loud, I had to turn my TV down. It was like... And you have Paul Heyman... <laughs> Paul Heyman trying to cut a promo over top of it. It is the most chaotic fucking minute of my life. Um, the Dudleys took Masato Tanaka and Balls Mahoney's chance at the titles. Tonight, those titles are on the line. It's the battle of the chair shot, is what Paul Heyman says. Uh, then we get Tracy Smothers with Little Guido, Tommy Rich, and Ulf Herman versus Tommy Rogers with Chris Chetty. Uh, I, I want to start it with a quote from Joey Styles. Quote, wait a minute. Ulf Herman? He's from Germany! Um, they said that man's from Hamburg. They, 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 build, 
They build Tracy Smothers from Nashville, Italy. At one, at one point during that during that segment when he starts to realize that he's like, he's German, he goes, this uh, makes me want to throw up. And I don't know why Joey's saying that made me laugh so much, so I had to write it down. But like we're just on a downward spiral from Terry at this point, and now we've got everyone breaking the fourth wall that no one's fucking Italian in the FBI. Dude. <laughs> Dude um, Whenever they say that Tracy's mother is from Nashville, it's so funny because he's so quiet. He's like, nah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like disgust. It's not even angry. He's just like, Dude, nah. When he said that idiot. shit, I saw his little fucking head. <laughs> also, Ethan, I saw you alluding to it. Uh, Tracy Smothers is going he goes nuts man he goes like, it's every fucking he'll hit a clothesline like he's just <laughs> uh, he gets to, he gets to bro his moonwalk is fucking great. he does up the shittiest moonwalk i've ever seen um tommy rich says uh mike ditka and the new orleans saints are a bunch of losers just like every one of y'all and my note on that is all right tommy rich you son of a bitch you just pissed me off (laughs) tommy rogers gives a baby face promo in return but it sucked um none of you are even italian great to be here (laughs) that's his whole promo alf herman might be the shittiest name i've ever heard uh, so much so I that I looked real- up, I looked it up, and <laughs> thankfully it's not his real name. Unfortunately, his real name is somehow worse. It's Ulf, it's Ulf Nadrovsky, and I fucking hate it. He's not real. Um, <laughs> he's, not real. he's, he's a, he's a Roblox character. Spike um, Dudley faced Mabel here in the store. We'll get there. Uh, keeps Herman keeps interfering, so Chris Charity promptly whoops that ass all the way back to the locker room. Uh, Tommy Rogers eventually works his way through the fucking constant interference and hits the kamikaze, <laughs> unprettier, uh, for the pinfall victory. It was a two and a quarter match. I don't have much more to add to it. Cortland, I, I know you love stars. Tommy Rogers. I know you love Tommy Rogers. Yeah, I went three stars. Uh, I think that everything else really took away from this match. Uh, but it's it's definitely not for everyone. Not everyone's like a, you know, uh, old style wrestling match fan like i am so uh, i mean i got everything i wanted out of it tyler rogers hit his stereo uh drop kicks to everyone in the fbi there were a few clean spots missile drop kicks and uh a lot of rollovers pin close pinfalls uh i enjoyed it i think the unprettier kamikaze is one of the best moves in pro wrestling i wish it was more protected um because it's realistically it's your head going straight to the mat um, I love that move. I enjoy both of these dudes. I gave it three stars. The I probably would have gave it two and three quarters, but you add Spike Dudley in this little segment. We're not there yet. With, but it it's the same. It's there. Thing. It's fucking there. <laughs> just just from bell to bell, yeah, like just from this little segment until we go to the back or to to, to whatever. Um, so like it's all it's all sprinkled in. This whole segment is funny in its own weird way shout out spike dudley selling because holy shit um but yeah man i i fucking love time rider so three stars J- joey Styles says of the kamikaze i'm pretty sure he says um he's like oh he's about to hit it the most copycat move in professional wrestling and he like refers to how tommy rogers invented that move which yeah. i thought was pretty cool um 
Pat, what you got? I went two and three quarters. Um, I didn't hate this match. I I, I actually kind of fucking enjoyed it. <laughs> um, and really, the reason why I enjoyed it was the distractions, like extra shit, kind of made it for me. I thought it was fucking cool, like how just like in sync all these fucking like run-ins and fucking just back back like attacks and shit. I just thought I just thought Edge is fucking excited. It is very entertaining. I love Tracy Smothers. His whole Fucking corny ass, like everything he was doing, so, dude. I love how like spot, little Guido on the apron, and he has the flag, and he like uh, Rogers uh, reverses an Irish whip, and as he's going at little Guido, he's like hitting the <laughs> under the chin to stop himself. He's like, he's a mess, man. And like they're like arguing, and then uh, homie hits him with the flag, and then like he just turns around, and he's like, "You're right, you're right." It's the <laughs> only thing that he knows. He watched Goodfellas one time. Um, <laughs> that's his whole gimmick. Um, Ethan, what you got on it? <clears throat> Two and a half. Good match. Dude, I love it. that. Casey, what you got on? I gave it three. I think I like think it. just from bell to bell, like weirdly enough, it's a solid Tracy Smothers match. <laughs> Cause again, there is interference in it, but it's not like it's like almost kind of like traditional yeah, like exactly. heel interferences. It's not a fucking Tommy Dreamer interference where there's seventeen people in the ring. Like it's yeah. it literally is just like you have your person, someone's gonna distract the ref, and then up oh, they're they're gonna help. And like it's that battle of like of of like trying to overcome it and there's i think it was balance. a solid yeah yeah there's a good balance where like fbi has two people out there so you bring out chetty and early in the match you get chetty chasing out um who did he chase out the german italian oh herman <laughs> uh, he chases him back up the ramp then you got the one-on-one uh but you still have uh for, still uh, you still have Guido on the outside Guido but like he plays his perfect part man yeah. So like, uh, like it's a, it, through, it, I really it literally match. is like yeah, a yeah. it's a solid match from bell to bell and then like two and a half seconds after the bell rings it turns into a traditional ECW clusterfuck. So like it's oh. a, it's like they just they just got it in and then they were like we're gonna turn this into a disaster again. We're sending Mabel out here. Wait, dude, because Joey Styles asks a question that's beautiful. Post match, Smothers gets pissed and shoved little Guido as uh, Pat alluded to. FBI then beat the shit out of Tommy Rogers. Uh, Chris Chetty hits a sick springboard clothesline, which looked mm-hmm. great. And then he lands a beautiful double springboard moonsault on Tommy Rich, which I was like, oh, Dante Martin. Love that. Um, Mabel's hog ass comes down with Ulf Herman and beats Chris Chetty's ass. The quote that I have is from Joey Styles saying, is that Mabel? Mabel's Italian now. Made me <laughs> pause the okay. whole fucking thing. Okay. So to was, paint the picture, that was it for me. Mabel is in his traditional ring gear of the time, but then has With- a cut FBI shirt on top of it. <sighs> oh, so good. That's my favorite part of this whole thing is Mabel just walking out and like him literally having to turn sideways to get through. <laughs> the go position yeah and like as he turns you just see the, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the crowd loves mabel too Dude, they, they went nuts for mabel yeah. i was like fucking I mabel's here 
Hey, man, Mabel was a fucking hot commodity in 98, 99. He was, man. Sure. Come on. You got to tell him we saved the day, Mike. You got to tell him we saved the day, though. Mabel's getting ready to splash Chetty through a table, and little Spike Dudley makes his way down for the save. We get an impromptu match that I've seen build a few times, a few different ways. I went little Spike Dudley versus Ulf Herman and Mabel. This motherfucker had a te- like a, a, a handicap match. Uh, Mabel puts himself through a table, which shockingly isn't a unique thing on this event. And LSD hits an acid drop on Ulf Herman off of Mabel's chest. Writing that and rereading that might be my favorite thing so far today. <laughs> he then hits an acid drop on Mabel and pins both of them. What just happened? I'm not rating that. I'm not. not I don't. Not I don't think it counts. Match. Yeah. But Joey I went Stiles half a star if like, we did. Oh yeah, Joey calls it. I mean, like, the oh, acid drop's cool. Why not? Dude, the acid drop off of Mabel's chest <laughs> fucking is sick, so cool. dude. It's so <laughs> sick when he does that. Because he oh, kicks oh, him oh, in the yeah. face. He literally pushes off. Oh, it's yeah, great. Yeah. yeah. Um, Spike's selling is fucking awesome. Mabel hits him with God. his headbutt, and he does, like, the Devon, like, whoa, I just, like, what I think is still... Like, holding on to the rope, but slowly falling. What I think <laughs> is still funny is that they're, like, they constantly talk about Spike being so little. He is a half an inch shorter than Chris Jenny and Tommy yeah. Rogers in this match. Yeah. But he is little. <laughs> they're little. like, like he's, he's, he's a little, scrawny guy, know? but I'm just like, they're all the same fucking height. So, like, theoretically, it would be a disaster for any of them to face Mabel. He's just a little psycho, like, that comes out. Little wave. It's a mess. <laughs> um, we get a pre-tape from Axel Rotten Balls Mahoney and Masato Tanaka. Uh, another quote I have. Uh, Look at us standing before you, broken men from Axel Rotten in 1998. Oh. Um, oh. It's literally the quote of this fucking podcast. <laughs> That's us. That needs to be our tagline. We need to put that in the beginning of our fucking intro. I just want to be, um, I just want to give kudos to Axel because he fucking, this is a promo and a dude, fucking half, dude. Listen, man. Holy the last shit. thing, the last note that I have on this is Axel Rotten having the charisma of hardcore chair swinging freaks is not what I remember, but whatever. He also he went wild. Also, like weirdly enough, owns two Kiss Psycho Circus shirts at the time. He has a completely different one in the ring when he comes out later. Really? Oh, yeah. You pay attention They're... to such weird little <laughs> details <laughs> because it's, it's fucking Kiss Psycho Circus. It's fucking weird. Yeah. Oh man, the Casey of old is back. He loves some claws. And Corlin just subtly goes, "Man, I knew I didn't like Axel Rock." And it turned me fucking Here's the question, though: Axel or Ian? Oh, Axel all Axel. day long. Yeah. He said Axel Rotten or Ian Rotten. Ian Rotten's the... Uh, never mind. We don't need to say anything. That's oh, we're just going to move on. Um, Let's keep going. <laughs> he says that uh, that Tanaka and Mahoney aren't even close to being ready to wrestle tonight, but they do have what they call heart in the professional wrestling business. Yeah, they beat the piss out of each other. It's great. Uh, they're going to take them from pillar to post, from ringside to the cheap seats. Uh, they don't care about getting their hand raised tonight. They care about giving the Dudleys a receipt, goddammit. Um, that's what we got. We have... Uh, our next match, Lance Storm with Tammy Lynn Bitch, a.k.a. Dawn Marie. We'll never get away from her. Never. Uh, versus And this Jerry shit confused Lynn. me for a minute, low-key. I'm going to be completely honest. I was like, they mispronouncing her name. That ain't Tammy Lynn Stitch. And then I was like, what the fuck? 
Like, why is he being get, so mean for? Yeah, we that, get, that's literally what I said. <laughs> we get weird. special guest referees, uh, Mikey Whipwreck and Tamulin Sitch. Midway through the entrances, we get a pre-tape promo with Paul Heyman uh, commentary over top. And this one, I have more quotes for. Because what he says is, uh, Tammy Lynn Sitch, a small package on Lance Storm, a great ass shot, vigorating, and a victory by Tammy Lynn Sitch on Lance Storm. Whoa, then whoa, it whoa. cuts to another one. It cuts whoa. to another one, and he goes, Tammy Lynn bitch, from behind with the purse. The hoochie dances in the house. And then more sex and violence. No. Uh, more sex and violence than a Brazilian God. porn movie. <laughs> when I tell you Paul Heyman let loose on this promo, whoa, buddy. I just want to say fuck Peacock for removing that. <laughs> I'll clip said, it and send it to you guys. Small, I'll clip it. A small package on Lance Storm. <laughs> Dude, as he God. says... Are he we says, insinuating that our baddie has a small package? Tammy Lynn Never. Sitch, a small right. package on Lance Storm, a great ass shot, vigorating, and a victory by Tammy Lynn Sitch on Lance Storm. That's the delivery, and I'll send it to you guys for proof. Um, the wrestling between... St- Listen, Cortland, we're going to disagree here, buddy, and I'm sorry, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to preface here. The wrestling in this match was awesome. Was great. Top notch shit. We're not disagreeing. Lovely. There were some fun exchanges early. Storm hits a sick dive to the outside that almost misses Lynn, but of course it ends up landing perfectly because he's a god and is great. Um, Lynn's plancha to the outside that was picture perfect. Uh, There's a huge belly to back superplex from the top rope from Storm. Everything Mm -hmm. was fucking tight, and the match was really well put together. And this is easily, if I watched it by itself, Three and a half plus without question for me. Without. But. The overbooking with the dual guest referees. The bitch versus sitch bullshit. Mikey Whipwreck's stupid fucking involvement in the end. This shit sucked. Um, I kind of split the difference. I went two and three quarters, man. That's what I went on it. It was what it was. Casey. This is probably one of the most frustrating fucking matches ever because you just have let's just be let's cater to these fucking extra horny fucking assholes in louisiana and let's show them sonny's ass as much as possible Listen. And five. Listen. This is a really frustrating match, okay? I told Cortland this, and I'll stand by it. Arguably, the wrestling in this could be a a four and a half to five star match. But as you had said, everything else that happens in this match is fucking atrocious. I said something I have to cut, so everyone's laughing really fucking hard right now. <laughs> I'm waiting for you to cut loose again, bud. I don't think you have it in you. I'll reel it back it. in. I'm watching it. I'm watching the unraveling of Casey Van Sickle in real time. Listen. You know what I love? Most, I want everyone listening to know that when things went haywire a minute ago, Casey just put his arms in there. 
They haven't they didn't go down for like four minutes the whole time I'm trying to defend this. Ultimately, ultimately, them catering to. I have to mute. I have to mute. I'm sorry. Them catering to fucking horny fans is the downfall of this entire match. Yeah. I gave it a fucking three. That's the end of my piece. Fucking pack. Go on. All right. All right. Um. <laughs> Look, all right. You guys said it already. The wrestling in this match was good. It sucks that he took what could have been a flawless match and turned it into a fucking spectacle. Uh, I want to say, as uh, Patty Mills, a member of this podcast, uh, happy International Women's Day to our women out here. Yep. Shout um, out. Um, I'm glad that we live in an era nowadays where we don't have to deal with this bullshit anymore. Yeah. Women are allowed to shine for their athletics, not necessarily their looks and all this other bullshit. I, we know what the 90s was about. I'm glad we're fucking past that. Um, I give the match two and three quarters because, honestly, I really fucked with the wrestling in this match. I thought there was really, really good wrestling in this match. It was just a lot of bullshit. And um, I also want to give shouts out to Lance Storm because Tammy Lynn Sitch's fucking count pace was so fast. That my man didn't get any breaks this entire dude, fucking match. Dude, <laughs> those kickouts were so he fast. Was, he was like, give me a fucking second. Yeah, there's like, a there's a moment where they're doing like the back and forth pins, and I'm like, how are you supposed to keep up with that? Mm. A god. Cortland. Yeah, I, no, I have nothing else to add. We're good. Mm. Oh, is it on me now? Yes, no. sir. Um, I'm going to give this match two and three quarters, uh, and I will also put a side match if you want a better Lance Storm Jerry Lynn match Anarchy Rules 2000 that is a good representation of both of them this match is like we said your typical mid card horn fest bullshit that you got from ECW um, because it seemed like Paul didn't think that wrestling could actually get over a wrestling company. It had to be either blood or ass. And those are the two things that he booked his entire career off of. Um, and he's still doing it today if you look at his Twitter. Um, but, like, this match could be so much more if it wanted to be. Um, or if they would have let it be. Like Casey said, this is a four-star match to me. Uh, both of these dudes are top athletes in the prime of their careers and there's a scary spot Lance Storm about dies on a springboard um, and it is cool. scary man but they saved this match there's a bunch of near falls there's a scary power bomb from Jerry Lynn Ooh. that looked fucking devastating um, Lance Storm is just the conditioning that he had to be in to go through this match uh, with this bullshit fast count that he was dealing with uh just shout out to both of them for dealing with all this dumb shit um i would also like to point out that there's a spot in this match where mikey whipwreck the second referee comes into the ring only to lift up the yeah like uh sunny skirt the and then he left the ring and like that was a distraction for a pinfall that was what it. Was that we're doing with. That, that was that wrestling in the nineties, baby. Yep. Um, and I'm so excited that we're not covering ECW next week. Spoiler. Let's um, pass it off to Big Old Ethan. Well, 
think my boys here did it justice. We covered all the bases. We played Twister. We touched on every dot we could touch on. What the fuck? <laughs> so, <laughs> with that said, I'm going to give it a gentleman's three stars. Dude, I thought you were shitting on everyone else's rating and being like, this shit ain't nothing but a star. Like, I was waiting on the whole Oh, word. fuck. No, 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 no. I'm with you. This is all of the four to five stars in your life. What? We played Twister three stars. And... <laughs> <laughs> no, man, I thought it was a really three good dots. match. Aside from the fact that he had two referees, I mean, I kind of tried to ignore that, you know, and just enjoy the match. And then by the end, of, but but I mean, once you get down the stretch and do all the shit y'all talked about, there's no way you can even fucking ignore it, you know. So it really took away from it. I mean, it was a great match. It could have been four or five stars. I'm sorry, I made eyes at you, Casey. It's fine. So uh, yeah, three stars. All right, moving on. Um, we get Terry Funk uh, on the microphone with Joey Styles, and he's apologizing to Joey. He's also apologizing for a lot of things. He apologizes for flipping off Tommy Dreamer. You hear what I'm saying? Um, he wants to apologize to everyone for making a terrible, terrible ass out of myself. Um, he says, uh, "Buddy." He says, "He says he's going home." And that the hardcore legend's going home. Forever! I just wrote, Funk needs a nap. So, the best thing about this is that he's so close to Joey Styles, right? And he's obviously uncomfortable. So he leaves frame. Terry Funk leaves frame. And Joey Styles says, well, uh, Terry Funk says he's leaving ECW forever. And he wasn't even supposed to be here today. <laughs> well, okay, next match is a well, Yeah, <laughs> he's he just... <laughs> Alright, bud, see you in the next match, because fuck. Alright, well, getting into that, we had a promo for the main event. Who's Tommy Dreamer's mystery tag team partner going to be? I wonder... Uh, before we get there, though, we have the Dudley Boys with Joel Gertner, Big Dick Dudley, and Sign Guy Dudley, your champions, uh, defending the ECW Tag Team Championships against Masato Tanaka and Balls Mahoney. Um, Bubba essentially says the New Orleans crowd is dumb, and he also says, we are looking at the most skilled scientific wrestlers in the world. To which Joey Styles goes, what? Uh, there's a my mom thinks I'm at nitro sign in the crowd, yeah, which I'm like, man. did you make a good decision or a bad decision? And I don't know. I don't. Did y'all um, see the other fucked up sign in the crowd? Which one? It's really fucked, and I don't even like repeating it out loud. It's, it's fine. It said, "Tay Tanaka, I hate sushi and I hate you too." Or so shit. it wasn't a sign in the crowd. I'm pretty sure that sign guy does that. Sign guy. It says, Tanaka, sushi sucks and so do you. Yeah, that, that. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah. And then in the back it said, uh, it said something else. I don't even know. Um, so we get, uh, we get Joel Gertner who says, quote, while Mark McGuire wouldn't have been satisfied with anything less than oh, 70, man. I'm always happy to be stuck at 69. <laughs> it is I, hotter than Tabasco sauce, but loads easier to swallow. 
gross. The quintessential bro. stud muffin, a good goddamn handsome man, and the man who's got more game than Parker Brothers, Joel. I'm young, I'm hung, and I'm skilled with my tongue. Gertner. Gertner. Question. Question. Two things. One. You're lucky that we're not covering this further because it gets raunchy. I fast forwarded through this and I still had to hear it, unfortunately. Is Joel Gertner a piece of shit or is he an all right person in real life? Probably a scumbag if we were going to guess. I mean, like, I've heard he is nothing but a super nice dude. Really? Yeah. Like, he's been invited to like a bunch of Wrestle Cons and like, He's I haven't, done. yeah, I haven't heard anything personally negative about him, but like Jesus Christ, that man's brain is fucked up. Yeah, I haven't heard anything awful about him. It wouldn't be the biggest surprise in the world that we hear something. Pat, you looking I something? I can't up? even. I can't Pat, read his last on? tweet, man. Wait, his man, last yeah. tweet is a fucking mess. Wait, wait, he's, he's on Twitter. Seven minutes ago, oh, I'm I'm gonna read it, but you gotta clip it. You have to clip this. You gotta get it out of here. Dude, he I tweeted. Literally, I just read that tweet as you. <laughs> so I recant what I said. <laughs> we we, we cut it. We yeah, it. literally thirty um, seconds after Cortland says we haven't heard anything, we fucking found something. So <laughs> fuck Joe uh, Gertner. Jesus Christ. Uh, he even man. included the hashtag don't cancel me. Um, Something told me. Let's see. I'm looking to see if he's said any other dumb shit. <laughs> well, I mean, you can look just, at the pay-per-view if you want to see that. Oh, I'll fast forward just to move on. Dude, watch he looks, all this oh, shit. And he looks like a mess. I'm sorry. Okay, sorry. Um, <laughs> again, you get the Tanaka Sushi Sucks and So Do You sign. Uh, I said Sign Guy Dudley is a wild man in 1998. Uh, Masato Tanaka is a fucking gem. He's so good at garnering sympathy through this, and his fireback was great. Uh, the Dudleys hit some share shots that literally made my entire body hurt. Yeah. Uh, and somehow, somehow, like, Tanaka and Mahoney were just like, yeah, fuck it, like, another day at the office. And Yo, just like, kept moving forward. Not allowed to wrestle tonight? Now you Dude. <laughs> We're not allowed these to wrestle, were... but you want me to take 17 stiff-ass <laughs> share shots to the Dude, fucking and these head? were... These weren't light work. These were like life-altering shots one at a time. Bending chairs. I was playing back this pay-per-view at work, and obviously I got busy at work earlier, so I'm just listening through this shit in my AirPods, and I can just hear the chair shots. I can't see them. Oh. All I hear is clack, clack, clack. Dude, <laughs> and you're like <laughs> jumping yourself. <laughs> it's a mess, dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, they... Uh, uh, the Dudleys hit a 3D on uh, Masato, who kicks out, which is like unfucking heard of at this yeah. time. Yeah. And Joey crowd, loses his fucking mind. The crowd did too, man. It was awesome. They were like, "What the um, fuck?" <laughs> Jeff Jones gets fucking murdered by Axel Rotten here with a chair shot. It's not even a good one. It just looked bad. Bad. So before we get any further in this match, in the original strikes with the chairs, and then. Uh, Balls and Tanaka come back with roaring, rolling elbows, right? So they go for the pin after rolling elbows with the chair, and Jeff Jones comes in for the count. And he counts one, two, pulls back. Joey Styles screams, You gotta be kidding me. He tore his rotator cuff. <laughs> he he's selling ah. awesome. He shoves the other ref, right? Tanaka comes up to him and he's like, What the fuck are you doing? One, two, three. What did he, he say? Hands out. He says, 
I don't know what the fuck you're saying. <laughs> it's the funniest fucking, fucking things. Fucking thing. He pulls out a Japanese English dictionary and says, what? What? <laughs> Dude. Because you can oh. clearly hear Tanaka go, what are you doing? One, two, three. And he just goes, what the fuck are you saying? <laughs> It's a goddamn like, mess. It would, I'd feel so bad laughing at it if it wasn't for Tanaka literally laughing. He tried so hard. He's like, uh, okay, well, oh, Jesus uh, Christ. as the Dudleys finish setting up some tables, RVD and Sabu make their way down. They fuck the Dudleys up and put them through the tables. And Tanaka and Mahoney pin the fallen quote unquote brothers to become new champions. I went three and a quarter. It was probably the best match on the card. Uh, Pat, we haven't started with you. I literally went three and a quarter. Um, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed every second of it, honestly. It was fucking cool, bro. Uh, it's not the greatest match you'll see in your fucking life. Obviously not. But, I mean, it's a match on ECW. If we're talking on the Dudley boys, like, scale, it's a five-star match. Um, it's the, it's the you best know what we, we didn't got. mention? We know what we didn't mention? Bubba Ray's fat boy plancha. Yeah. Oh, he did, he oh, did yeah. do a plancha. Yeah. That shit was nice. <laughs> yeah, he did. That shit was nice. <laughs> Anything to win the crowd over, brother. Um. Uh, uh, let's go to Ethan, and then I'll go to Cortland. Alrighty. So, I went three stars on this match. Damn it. Uh, it may have been my favorite one on the card. Um, Bubba Dudley did something I liked for once. He did that dive with his big ass. Um, I'm not going to say Y'all got angry with me saying <laughs> Mabel's hog ass coming down. And then you have Ethan just say that fat son of a bitch. Now, you said who's a better person? Hog-ass. That is offensive. <laughs> big Viss <laughs> Vis or Bubba Dudley? For sure. I love Big Viss and I Fuck hope that Bubba he's Ray. living you know the what? best Fuck life I was going to say at. something that we were going to have to clip and now I'm going to say it since you pushed me into a corner. So, never mind. I'm not gonna say it. I'm not gonna say it. Let's move along. I feel backed into a corner. Anyways, I fucking hate this episode. Um, three stars. Um, I fast forwarded through Gerald Gertner because I got to be honest, y'all. I know everyone finds it to be a hoot, but the motherfucker gets on my nerves. I don't want to hear about cock jokes and coming balls from a white man. I just don't want to hear it. Straight white men talking about dicks. Keep it in the 90s. It's not funny. Um, Bubba Ray, fuck you. Fuck it, I'm going off the rails. Fuck Bubba Ray. Too bad he didn't spike himself jumping off this fucking railing. Um, three stars, fun match. Oh, wow, 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 wow. If it needs oh, to be clipped, man. you can clip it. Because I feel... Huh? Keeping it, fuck it. I don't care anymore. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Is. The oh, thing is, I, here's what happens. Here's what the reason Blood I pressure just through the roof. Pick up the phone. This, is, this episode should just be called Funk You. <laughs> the thing is, I just get going, and my thing is, I say one thing, and my conscience is like, that wasn't good. You're going too far. And then it's like, okay, you can't back down. You're live. Push it out. And so I just go hard. You got hate in your heart, show it. Oh, there we go. Jesus Christ. Wait, wait. Well, listen, let's just reverse in case Casey wants to put this out. That's fine. Casey, throw your hands up for me. It's fine. Throw your hands up for me and tell me time out. No, you're good. Carlin, what'd you go on this? 
Just move the fuck on. I don't care anymore. I went three and a quarter on this match. I like this match. <laughs> I <think it> is... <laughs> what? <laughs> what, man? <laughs> uh, I think this match is fucking awesome. <laughs> and, uh, the sense of like, <laughs> it's a Dudley Boys match, you know? And, uh, we haven't done a good one possibly at all. That's <laughs> true. That is true. Uh, this is the first one that, like, I laughed at a bunch. Jeff Jones' spot, obviously, uh, was really cool. Uh, Tanaka kicking out of the 3D, Dudley's having a little shoving match, and then Ball's coming up behind Devon, and Tanaka coming up behind Bubba, and they do this, like, point over each other's shoulder, and they're like, oh, shit, and then they turn around and eat chair shots. It's really good timing. Um, you know, you just got your typical bullshit, but the RVD, Sabu coming out, setting up the setting them up on the tables, getting revenge on the Dudleys, making them lose their tag team championships. Um, you know, it's just full circle. They leap over each other for this crazy-ass table spot that we get. And uh, it's really fucking cool, man. It's really cool to see the Dudleys put someone over after all the shit that comes with Dudley boys. You know, like Joel Gertner, or Jeff Jones, uh, this person and this and this gimmick. And then finally, someone finally getting uh, the championships off of them. It just feels good. You know, that crowd ate it up. They did not expect the Dudleys to drop the belt. So I enjoy it when the crowd really enjoys it. You know? Casey. It's officially on you, sir. I didn't remember this match a whole lot because I've watched all these before at some point. And I'm just watching it, and I'm like, why the fuck is Bill Alfonso in the crowd? And then three and a half seconds later, Sabu pops out of nowhere. I was like, that makes sense. Uh, Yeah. I was was like, because there's a guy in the crowd right at the the edge of the guardrail next to the ramp that has a whistle. That blows it the whole fucking time. And at first, I was like, I thought it was him, but then the crowd's freaking out. So I look over, I'm like, that's fucking Bill Alfonso. And I was like, what happened in this? And then that happens. Um, three and a quarter. I was a little sad that uh, Ethan didn't go the same because we would have. I heard you. I heard I you said, say damn it. <laughs> I was like, damn it. Um, no. Yeah. Never mind. Too late. <laughs> nope. It's already gone. Uh, oh, but yeah, that's, that's fucking it, dude. I'd... I like it. Don't be surprised this episode accidentally gets deleted. I don't fucking care. <laughs> oh, what? Dude, this is the best episode. Please bleep me out, brother. That's all. Anyways. We get a promo from Triple Threat in the back. Shane Douglas using the term Mark and a promo in 1998 made me laugh. Uh, he said, the only thing bigger than Bam Bam Bigelow in wrestling is Taz's ego. ego. He says, he says RVD is still minor league because he's only the TV champion. And he says, there's essentially no chance that they're going to lose because they're fucking Triple Threat, baby. Um, you get a promo for the main event, Triple Threat versus New Triple Threat. And I was very weirdly excited for it, and I was definitely... I needed to taper my expectations. We'll get to it, but it's it's not good. Um, in, my, in my opinion. Uh, there's, I feel like there's a, there's a reasoning behind it that I think we can all agree on. But anyways. Instead, we get Just Incredible and... How do I have to cover this fucking piece of shit? We're gonna speed Uh, through this motherfucker. We get Just Incredible and Jack Victory with Jason, Nicole Bass, and Chastity versus Tommy Dreamer and a mystery partner. Mid-entrances, Joey Styles makes a comment, quote, New Jack has been incarcerated. Again. 
Um, I needed to put that in there because I feel like that was telling of New Jack. Um, we have Jack Victory looking like a budget Sandman, and uh, that's saying something too, because Sandman looks like he shops at Family Dollar exclusively. Um, <laughs> Dreamer, <laughs> I see a Sandman at the Family Dollar in Timminsville, South Carolina, every day. <laughs> uh, Dreamer's mystery partner is Jake Roberts. I didn't realize how tall Jake Roberts is. He is he's six foot five. Six foot him. five. I've he is met six him. foot five. He is fucking and giant. He looked massive next to Tommy Dreamer. Um, Such a big dude. And, and uh, we get our typical Dreamer getting crotched on a railing spot. And every time it happens, Man. all I think about is Ethan saying, shut the fuck up, just move on from this bullshit. <laughs> the first time I'm trying to cover it. Every time I see it. And he gets crotched and Joey goes, there he what? goes, he's getting crotched again. Like, Why does Tommy like that? Because he's Albert Fish. I just, shit, I just, oh, Jesus Christ. I just want to put out there, at one point. He built his matches like Ric Flair built his matches, which makes complete sense. You do the same, you take the same offensive moves, because those are the only fucking things you can take because you're not fucking good. So you know you can take three fucking things, so you do them in every goddamn fucking hey, hey, match. Hey, hey, hey. I just want, I mean, it's, <laughs> fuck Tommy Dreamer, we don't give a fuck about him. Uh, at one point in time in this match, there's nine fucking people in the ring. Yeah. Um, I fucking, I paused and counted. There's nine fucking people. <laughs> there's also people outside of the ring involved with the match. There's like 13 fucking people involved in this match. It is ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, Jake Roberts is obviously in the midst of his whole debacle in life, and he's very obviously disinterested in this match very quickly. Um, I came in... This is what I was yelling he's about wearing fucking, when we first got He's wearing here. cowboy boots and sweatpants. Like this. <laughs> and like a rugby t-shirt jersey thing. The jersey. Broken. A lot goes on, like, a lot of time goes by, but nothing happens, it feels like. like they're just kind of standing around. Jake Roberts starts the match off throwing some good punches, hits a clothesline, then he hits two DDTs, and that's the whole fucking match for Jake Roberts. That's yeah. the spoiler. Um, bing, bang, boom, I'm out of here. <laughs> one man gang and Rod Price come down and beat the shit out of the good guys, and then, and then... The motherfucking gangstonators show up. And any time, any chance that I get to say the gangstonators, I'm going to say the gangstonators. Um, New Jack comes down with his typical little shop of horrors in a shopping cart. Uh, he and John Cronus just fuck everybody up. Uh, Roberts hits a DDT on Just Incredible straight onto a ladder. He pins him for three. My rating, and I will send a screenshot to you, says, What the fuck do you want from me? A star and a quarter to a star and a half? I don't know. I just want to throw out there, uh, I had texted Carlin during this while watching it, and I said, why the fuck is one man gang here? And then I was like, I wrote, Dreamer, Jake the Snake, one man gang, new Jack Cronus, credible, his entire entourage, plus Jack Victory and one other person I just couldn't figure out were all in the ring at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, This doesn't deserve past the star. All right, well, I'll go half a star then. I'll just drop it down for you, bud. Half a star. Half a star there it is. Um, uh, Casey, since you know, you're feeling passionate that, about your, your rating. That was it. Half a star. Sweet. Are we moving through this? Did you have anything just, else you wanted to add? That Understood. was it. Pat. Pat, what you got? 
I'll just go half star. I didn't give it a rating, but I'll go half star. <laughs> I love that you didn't rate it. Um, oh, you like when he doesn't fucking rate matches. Oh, yeah. You've yelled at me no, 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 every no, no, no. fucking week about no, no, this. No, 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 no. Because you do this shit where you don't rate like four matches on a card, and I'm like, listen, I know I don't they're dog rate, shit. I don't rate I know any, any of these fucking Tommy Dreamer matches don't deserve fucking shit. All right? Oh. I cover them because we have to. But I will fuck apologize. Him. Pat, I'm upset that you didn't rate this. Why would you not do that? Thank you for giving it a rating. Thank I appreciate you. you. Portland. I went negative one star. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> wow! All right. Ah, you don't have anything to apologize to me for. I'm uh, gonna black out. <laughs> wow. The only good thing is that I love Jake Roberts, but I hate seeing one of my heroes go through an opiate addiction. Right. Yeah. No, um, it's just sad shit. I do not give a flying fuck about New Jack. This is my carny match of this show, which is typical to Tommy Dreamer. Man, this ain't New Jack's. <laughs> New Jack actually gave this a little bit of life when he came out. Uh, it's your typical Tommy Dreamer match. There needs to be 13 gimmicks so that way his broken half-ass one can even remotely I, I will. I will say... I will, I will say New Jack hurls. The whole shopping cart, no? He hurls an entire shopping cart about 20 fucking feet yeah, into yeah. the ring. I will say that's probably the best part of this entire fucking match is because, like, anyone could have died. Like that. Two words, buddy. Fuck. Coke energy, baby. Coke yeah. energy. My man was on one. After the match, the Tommy and uh, Jake Roberts are walking up the ramp, and you get fucking very funk again. I haven't gotten there. I haven't gotten there. I don't think we got Ethan's rating just because is, is he just starts talking shit and Jake Roberts just looks at them both and he's like, I literally don't give a fuck. And he was <laughs> He literally <laughs> does this motion. He goes, I don't fucking care. And he's like, Give me my two hundred dollars, I'm going to fuck home. Like that's it. Ethan. You know what? I was hoping we'd hit a home star. So I'm gonna go with half a star. Right. Half a star? I love yeah. that. I mean, it's a dog shit. It's a shit show. All right. Well, post-match, Terry fucking Funk is still in the building, and he comes out to shit-talk Dreamer again. Quote, why would you pick Jake Roberts, a piece of crap compared to me? I am the living legend, not him. Roberts just doesn't even give a shit, and he just walks off. Um, Funk keeps calling Dreamer an asshole and a son of a bitch, and then he just beats his ass. And then there's a moment where 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 Funk is in the crowd and he's about to fuck up a fan. Yeah, I was like, how did we get there? I think it's the dumbest shit. That Tommy Dreamer's like, he's like, I'm gonna turn my back on you, but I'm never gonna hit you. Yeah, and then he turns his back on him, and then Terry Funk says, "Good." <laughs> <laughs> I think what ends up happening is that because everyone. Everyone in the crowd is pissed at Funk at the time because he's there. He's attacking Dreamer, and he like he like slips off a little bit, and like I think he's got mad at whoever was next to him. But the fucking uh, Bill Alfonso impersonators next to him and goes, "Oh no, not me!" And then as soon as Terry Funk goes back up onto the ramp, he goes, "Fuck you, Terry!" And I'm like, <laughs> "No, <"Nuh-uh." laughs> he's literally like, fuck you, man." Dude, fucking train wreck. Grabs Tommy Dreamer, throws him from the ramp back into the ring, crawls into the ring, picks him back up, and then throws him right back out onto the ring. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? 
Dude, it's important to know that I think universally between the five of us, we love Terry Funk. Like, we love Terry Funk. What the fuck? Like, what the fuck, man? I think when... The other day, I was like, I'm going to work tomorrow on fucking Terry Funk November to remember 98. (laughs) And I did it because I would have been fired. (laughs) Literally, when he comes back out, I wrote, God damn it, Funk, go home to Cortland. I was like, go home. Can we we please... You're I'm like, desperate to move on. I'm fucking desperate to move on. We get a pre-tape from Bill Alfonso, RVD, and Sabu. RVD is a star, and his chemistry with Sabu is hilarious. He says he's ready to carry the new triple threat to a victory. He's also going like, it's going to be the whole fucking show. And then Sabu grabs his arm, and he goes, no, no, no. Like He's like... Um, <laughs> then we get a Taz promo immediately after. He says that he is using Alfonso, RVD, and Sabu to get to Shane Douglas that he's going to choke Douglas out. I thought it was a great promo from Taz. I thought he delivered exactly how he needed to. It finally felt like he was, like, hitting his stride, which makes sense because he gets signed not too far after this. Very shortly. Um, Then we get our main event. We get Triple Threat, which is Shane Douglas, Bam Bam Bigelow, and Chris Candido with Francine at ringside, taking on the new Triple Threat of Taz, Rob Van Dam, and Sabu with Bill Alfonso. Um, From Shane Douglas himself in the promo before we have... The greatest... Shane Douglas promo. I don't have the whole <laughs> thing, on, but I did. Hold on. This is one of I the greatest it. promos ever. He talks so he much says, shit. He says, Taz <laughs> is a bitch. He is a pussy and a punk. He says, yeah. Van Damme is a franchise wannabe. And then he says, Sabu <laughs> ain't <laughs> shit. <laughs> you ain't, you ain't got a belt. You ain't got a belt. <laughs> <laughs> it's the delivery. He's like, Sabu, <laughs> you ain't shit. You ain't got a belt. Like it's the. I wouldn't have written this down dude. if he didn't say something about Sabu not being shit. And that made oh, no, me I, laugh. I audibly fucking so laughed. Hard. I was like, ah. oh man, dude, the delivery's um, so good. He's like, you are no world champion. You're a bitch. You're a pussy. You're a punk. <laughs> <laughs> Because like, he's dude. like, just in case if you've never watched it, I don't even give a fuck if you don't watch it. Uh, he's pissed the fuck off that Taz has the FTW title. He's like, you took Dude, something. Like, You're not a fucking he's like, champion. You took something that I threw away, and everyone calls you a world champion. He's like, fuck that. I'm the world champion. He's like, RVD, you took a title that I didn't give a fuck about either. He's like, you can have the TV title. I don't give a shit. He's like, I'm the champion. And then yeah, he's like, for good measure, fuck you too, Sabu. <laughs> <laughs> And Just reminds me of the 50 Cent where he's like, he said, fuck me. He's like, why you fuck say fuck me for? <laughs> In a couple months from this, there's another Shane Douglas promo on Sabu. And it's not even a promo. He just goes out to the ring and says, Sabu, fuck you. Great. Um. As Sabu and RVD hit the ring, the Dudleys jump them, and the lights go out for Taz's entrance, and the place loses its collective mind. Yes. Uh, the match was fucking chaotic, and literally the only thing that I cared about to write down was Sabu breaking up the Taz mission with a top rope Arabian face buster just to oh, pin Shane Douglas. Holy it shit. It popped me so fucking big. So the whole, the whole match is based around that Taz is like, I'm gonna get this motherfucker to tap. He finally puts in 
the Taz mission. He's on the way. He's Hooks there. are in and everything. He's ready to fucking tap. And Psycho has Sabu's like, fuck this. Hits both of them with the Arabian face buster. Just like kicks fucking Taz out of the way. He's like, move, bitch. And then fucking pin Shane gets the three count. And it's chaotic as fuck, though. Um, my last note was King Sabu, baby. Uh, I went a star and a quarter. I thought it was fine for what it was. It kind of sucked, though. Uh, Cortland, I know we're going to disagree here, buddy, so I'm going to pass it to you. Uh, not too much. I went two and a quarter. Um, I enjoy it for what it is. Uh, I think that individually, obviously, this match could have been way better. It feels like it should have been on hardcore TV, not your main event. Um, of your pay-per-view, especially coming off the heels of Heat Wave, which was, like, your biggest success ever. Yeah, and um, this was a premier event. Let's not forget. Yeah, exactly. So, I wish it was better. However, you get what you get. The biggest part of this, to me, has always been um, the Shane Douglas promo. Because, like, I've quoted this promo to Pat so many yeah. times over the years. Like, yeah. just screaming that. Because I scream Shane Douglas promos occasionally because they're just so funny. Just walking through the house. Cut the fucking music! Cut the fucking music! Another note I have written down for this match is pretty much it. Is that he also said that I built this place so fucking losers like you have something to do on your (laughs) Sunday nights. Man, that shit gets me every time. I'm telling you, this is fucking truth. You're the goddamn truth. You're the franchise for a reason. This is like a top ten promo. It's yeah, fucking yeah, great. Yeah. It's awesome, it's man. Shane Douglas is one of those dudes that, to me, can just rarely ever do wrong. Um, and he plays off Francine as being, like, more than just, like, his manager or, like, his woman. Like, he treats her like a fucking queen. And when you have all this bullshit going around all the time in pro wrestling at this time... No one's treating women. With she's the protected one. He tells though. she's the protected. He, he one. tells the crowd. On that hill for he goes. He goes. Every single one of you, look at the women in here. Look at your girls and wish you had fucking Francine next to you. He's yeah. like, fuck he like, all of you. He's like, there's Francine, yeah. There's only one queen of hardcore, and it's her. And like, he literally. In half of his matches, when he does that shit, he drops on a knee, yeah, kisses bro. her feet, mm. fucking. They, at her, he says it, like they, pan, they pan like, to her, like, and then someone right behind her shoulder has a Francine uh, 469 shirt in the back. It's like, Ugh. it literally pulled up right at the best, it's like, it's like the best, like, <laughs> homage to her, though. I was like, yeah. fuck it, dude. Like, he literally was like, hey, none of you got this. I do. <laughs> yeah. It's really cool to see, because like I said, at this time, you really don't get that Nobody's at all. And he was the dude that did it all the time. It's like, it's not only like him doing it, but him being who he is and being like, I'm fucking Shane Douglas, I'm a fucking badass, but I still got time to shit my which is cool as fuck. Yep. Yep. Um, Since we're there, Pat, go ahead, bud. Uh, I went two and a quarter star on this match. Not the worst match I've ever seen, but God damn, it's definitely not the best match I've ever seen. It's a bit of a clusterfuck, um, but... I mean, there's some good spots in it. I, I like the entrances for sure. I like Taz. I like Taz starting the match before the lights even came back on. Yeah, I was and just already slamming people. Off. Like it was just there's suplexes in the dark in, the in like dark, a very bro. dark room mm-hmm. with just like red flashes. <laughs> look so fucking sick. He suplexed fucking everybody. Shadow just fly. 
in there. It's so cool. <laughs> and then I, I definitely love like the Sabu storytelling with like the whole point of the match being that Taz wanted to put fucking Shane Douglas in a Taz mission and this motherfucker Sabu. It's like Once again, he just fucks somebody's plans but he up. Deserves <laughs> he doesn't get respect ever. He doesn't get respect ever, man. And he's like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna. I, it's me. I'm the one that's gonna pin this motherfucker, not y'all." Like, not y'all. Yeah. I fucking love it. And he's the one that gets fucking worked during this whole oh, match because, mm-hmm. like, it's obviously a tag match, which is surprising that like they work such a structured tag match for ECW there's for the there's part. a spot where Taz literally leans over to Sabu to get a tag in I'm like why are you even fucking trying at this point it's like halfway through the match I'm like just fucking go in like yeah, there's, funny, uh, there's three matches happening at always, once basically one thing that will always pop me like literally anytime I fucking see it is RVD anytime he's in a tag match and somebody goes to get a tag and he like turns around and realizes that they're reaching for a tag and he's like nah nah but it's fucking me bro like i'm in the ring right now like i love that shit and i loved it especially in this match because like he does that shit and like fuck that and like smacks him in the chest tags himself and then that shit was cool as fuck yeah casey so i rated this way higher than you guys because i enjoyed the shit out of it first of all uh, rvd is a fucking lunatic and i think his pacing fucks up this match though i will say that he is all over the place. I don't know if Bam Bam owed him money or what, but he fucking does not stop attacking him. Like the, <laughs> it's like any time that Bam Bam's free, RVD's like, I'm kicking that motherfucker in the face. Like he's, he attacks the shit out of him throughout the whole thing. Literally, Chris Candido run from Rob Van Dam at some point. Yeah, because like, fuck that, dude. And he's like, no, I'm gonna go. Find something else. <laughs> there's a spot. There's a spot like right towards the end, and it doesn't even get shown because of how chaotic things are. But uh, they get Bam Bam over the guardrail, and all RVD wants to do is do a dive from the top rope to the to the outside. And like I don't know if the communicate the communication's wrong or what the fuck happens, but he has to get down, go over there, beat the shit out of Bam Bam, then go back and do it. And it's like seconds before the face buster happens. Um, Sabu also gets the shit beat out of him the whole time. Like, at one point, he's, like, in the ring for a solid four minutes. No one else has been inside. He's desperately trying to get a tag. And fucking Rob Van Dam, as soon as his hands close, he goes, what'd you say, Bill? And just looks at Fonzie, and he's like, Ha! <laughs> and like Taz has to like lean over to do the tag. Um, at one point though, the just to highlight Shane still, he puts uh Taz in the corner and he's choking him with his foot and he goes, Fuck you, Taz! Fuck you <laughs> And his like foot's like in his mouth and he's like ah stab it <laughs> I gave this fucking three stars. This was fun that, as fuck, dude. I love that, dude. It's ca- it's chaotic as fuck, and I honestly think most of it is just it's Rob Van Dam just jumping in and just beating the shit out of people, and everyone's like, "What the fuck's happening?" Because he's so quick. Like at one point, like Bam Bam's just trying to get out of the ring, and he gets kicked again. And he's like, "What the fuck, dude?" Like it's There's wild. Just so much happening. It's so my much. question. My question is: Has Sabu ever had an easy night in ECW? I would say no. Oh, I will that say. Man- out of the last like three pay per views, is the only one that he has a fucked up uh, triple jump moons or triple jump anything. He fucks up in this one, but like the like past like two or three, he did it, and I was like, oh, he finally got one. It took a minute. 
Confidence <laughs> is key, and he was getting confident. Um, Ethan. <clears throat> I'm more towards Casey than I am everyone else. That's um, cool, man. I love that. I hate that y'all kept me to last only because I watched this in several different pieces, so I don't feel like my analysis on it is very strong. But the reason I'm giving it the rating I did is just I just thought it was cool the amount of stories they had intertwined here. Yeah. And like y'all said, the fact that it wasn't just a com- – I mean, it it did get fucking a little chaotic there, but it wasn't a complete clusterfuck. There were actually some tags early, and there was some form of structure to it, which that's what caught me off guard. You know, they the promo from tags. Shane. You had, you had a face yeah. being held in the heel corner. Working yeah. the shit out of it quick tag. I didn't expect that whatsoever. Shit back and forth between the main story. You yeah, exactly. You got, you got a tag match. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I mean, considering where we're at and what we're watching, I was more than happy with what we got. And just after Shane's promo and just having just watched all these uh, pay-per-views we did and seeing what led to this point, I'm like, this is a pretty – big attraction tag you know what i mean it's like i just thought it was fucking cool to see all these guys in there together and then they played off stories it's not like they just did a fucking new i hate to say a new jack match but it wasn't just like fly around and nothing you know making any fucking sense you know what i mean they had stories they were trying to tell and they did it in their own little ecw way whether it's my favorite way or not i went two and three quarters on it i love that and with that fellas We have reached the end of November to remember 1998, and subsequently, we have reached the end of our ECW time at current pace. Um, To say that this was a chaotic episode is to uh, put it lightly. Um, If you made it this far, I want you to go on Twitter, to go on Instagram, to go on our TikTok, and give a huge shout-out to Casey for all the editing that he is inevitably going to have to do. (laughs) So much. you you need to show him more. <laughs> while you're doing that you also should pull up another tab and go to up and over podcast.com that's where we sell some t-shirts crew necks hoodies dad hats trucker hats snapbacks fanny packs sweatshorts mugs and potentially if you ask nice enough a bucket hat um up and over podcast.com for all of your merchandise on twitter on instagram on tiktok at up and over pod from there you can find all of our personal social media tell us that we suck at do like what we're doing tell us that we're doing great tell us that we uh didn't look at this the right way tell us that you loved our segments on this like just tell us that we're doing something for you um also tell us a match that you want us yes god damn it Cortland. let me speak man <laughs> currently we are compiling a list of your favorite matches so if you wouldn't mind tweeting at us sending us personal messages sending us um, uh, whatever, right? Uh, reply to our Instagram story, whatever you wanted to do. Let us know your favorite matches so we can watch them, so we can talk about them on here. Uh, Ethan is or, chomping at the bit to say something. Go ahead. Bro. Here's the thing, man. Send us all. Send us DMs to the up and over Twitter. Send us each a personal DM. Send us each a personal DM with a different match. Send me yeah, a we- voice message on Facebook. Talk I to like me. That. Call me up. He really likes yeah. the voice messages. But yeah, any he fucking loves them. <laughs> any match from any promotion, we just it's I promise it should be it, I feel like it will be worth it for everyone. I just want to get a list of them so we don't have you know, four and then I'm like, "Well, fuck now what?" Like I just I want to get a bunch of them so we can do this. I yeah. I hope it's worth it. Yeah, and, uh, give me something 
give me something obscure. Give me something that we all haven't seen a million times. Give me something that's special to you for a reason that may not be to anybody else. I will say, if you give us a match, when things are going through, you will be shouted out with that information. I will make sure that it's everyone knows that it's yours, so please make it special to you in whatever way. And I promise we won't shit on it when we talk about it. If you want to let us know why it's special to you, we'll gladly talk about what it means to you and when you watched it, how you watched it, anything that you want to go along with the match. It's your episode. We just want to do this for everybody because we have our own single matches that we want to watch too. So uh, being able to do this helps us, helps you, um, and hopefully you can share it with people around you and be like, hey, man, this is my favorite match. Listen to it. Let us speak for you, if you will. Um, with that said, there's one little shout-out that I do want to give. There's one homie that puts on for us almost every fucking time he can. So if you find yourself in the Greensboro, North Carolina area, and you are into comics, stop in at Acme Comics at 2150 Lawndale uh, Drive in Greensboro. Uh, tell him that the Up and Over guy sent you. Uh, it, homie support homies, that's what I'll yeah. say. Um is there any? Do you want to? Do you want to talk about what next week is? Oh yeah! About next week, okay. we're not doing ECW '98. You won't hear Cortland talking about how much he hates New Jack, and hearing Casey talk about how much he hates Tommy Dreamer. We won't be getting that. Unfortunately, we will be getting some uh, Marty Skrull matches and things like that. So, you're gonna uh, hear just... me. <laughs> you're gonna hear me so, complain. So okay. You're... No, 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 no. So... <laughs> you're gonna hear me complain about Marty Skrull. You're going to hear me complain about Tessa Blanchard. You're going to hear me complain about Flip Gordon. You're going to well, hear me complain the most. The best women's wrestler oh, time. God bless. Let's you save this debate this. for next week. This we already have too much to edit. Day. If Okada and Marty Scroll, why the fuck did they go 26 minutes? That's all I'll okay. say. If you okay. don't know what we're referring to, Mike. <laughs> we are doing All In, uh, the... Uh, really, almost the culmination of All Elite Wrestling was All In, a Ring of Honor produced event uh, that took place uh, in 2018 in uh, Chicago, Illinois. It was really the first independent show that sold over 10,000 seats and was a complete sellout since when? Um, so, uh, yeah, it was the tagline was the biggest independent wrestling show ever. We have uh, 11 matches to, to go over, so we do have quite a doozy. Um, but Rewatching this, there's going to be some real fun ones. We're going to have a really good time with it. It's good to get something recent again. As we saw with PWG, we had a really fun time. If you haven't listened to that podcast, go back and listen to it. And again, just share this with your friends. Tell your friends that might not be into wrestling. Tell them uh, if they've caught wrestling and then grew out of it. Tell them to just shoot us a DM, man. Get us a, get us a match or two, and, and we'll be happy to discuss it. But you guys, enjoy the rest of your week. We will see you back here next week for... All in from 2018. Y'all enjoy your week. Have a good one.